Thinking giant green screen. Oh, just a gi- just a big green. You know, I might go to Spotlight and just get a giant green fuck off bloody. Uh, no, let's go to Lucasfilm and ask for one of theirs. Sure, why not? Absolutely, we'll mm. be great. Go to mm. Lucasfilm. <laughs> um, hey, do you mind if I open with something a bit different? Sure. Um, and it's the fact that uh, my chat with Hex is out. <gasps> The Hex. The Hex. The Hex. Stephanie Bendixson, who does a thing uh, thanks to Lenovo Legion, who are good friends of ours yes. and, and Game on Australia. Yes. Um, and she does a thing called Discuss on Discord, and I was her most recent guest. <laughs> Can you believe that? I can't believe Just it. thinking back to the fact that we used to do the show, right? I know. And go, oh, my God, Hex Bendixson, how <laughs> lovely it would be <laughs> to one day get the chance to chat to her and talk to Imagine her. Imagine chatting and gaming with her. Oh, my God. Don't even get me awesome. started. And, and yet, uh, here it is. Here it is. I am her guest. <laughs> My, how the tables have turned. <laughs> uh, no, she is so wonderful. Well, and she's probably the last semblance of what that show used to be that was pretty good. Like, good game. I mean, we gave Barjo shit, but he, he did good things too. Oh, Barjo's that, wonderful. That I, show now great. is a pile of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate it. Wow. Uh, cop that, ABC. <laughs> um, well, now, no, no, no. Well, hang on, hang on. Yeah, cop that ABC. But if they want to talk to us about producing... Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a really great way to sell that in. <laughs> Your show well, shithouse, employ well, us. Well, it is. Hey, mate, brutal yeah, honesty. Uh, I don't know. Maybe... Yeah, there's, and there's, still, to... there's still... I mean, it's probably why we do this the way we do it. But there's still an opportunity out there on mainstream media yeah. for a proper gaming show. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. A couple of older, more mature blokes. <laughs> we can't game for shit. One, yeah, one much more older than the other. I, um, so what we're going to do is we're going to just duck over to the interview mm-hmm. um, and, and play that for you. And, and then we're going to come back and we're going to discuss some E3 things. <laughs> Not the things that you've probably already seen, um, but new E3 things that have you know sort of appeared. Can't wait. Uh, I can't, can't wait, wait either. Let's Shoot. do it. Ready? <gasps> Welcome. Do you want me to, to start? Oh no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, anchor's mentality. Right. No, that's okay. Uh. <laughs> Welcome to discussions on Discord. Thanks to Lenovo Legion. This is a video series where I get to chat with interesting people working in the games industry. And today I am talking to Pete Corolli. Welcome, Pete. Oh hi. You mean me? Interesting. <laughs> Hang on. Let's make sure that, yeah, no, I'm the only one here. Thank you. Thank you very much. How are you going? I'm great. It's great to talk to you. Yeah, you too. Uh, for those that don't know you, you've had a career in games journalism, in esports, in radio. Uh, it, it seems to me like you've managed to spread yourself across a, a pretty broad range of mediums. Was that a path you set yourself on intentionally or did you initially have a, a different career in mind for yourself? Um, I had, it, it all sort of started back with radio. And to be honest with you, I had absolutely no idea I wanted to do it. Um, I first got into radio when I was 19, sort of 18, 19 thereabouts. And I um, I was actually filleting fish. I was going to be a fishmonger um, in my in my family's business, um, the seafood store. And I was filleting fish and on the radio one day, 
um, there was a, a little thing that popped up on a community radio station that I used to listen to called Groove, and it said, we're looking for announcers, no experience necessary. So um, I said, okay, I'll give that a try. And I emailed them for 30 days straight and finally got through. And um, at the age of 17, I somehow managed to find my way into doing a relationships show on a Sunday night called, and I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud, giving it up to Groove with PDC. Um, and we used to take text messages because we couldn't take phone calls because we were a community radio station. So, um, yeah, people used to send in their queries and all that sort of stuff. And that was my little foray into radio to begin with. And then that sort of opened me up to a world of content and I've kind of just been saying yes to whatever lands on my desk ever since. And, and we've ended up here. That's amazing. So, like you, so you were giving out relationship advice? Yes. <laughs> As, what kind, uh, now what let kinds me, of problems were you facing? This is crazy. <laughs> let me put this in perspective, right? So I'm a 17-year-old kid. Um, I had not had a relationship up until that point. Um, I wasn't the – well, at that particular time, I wasn't really anyone's type. Let's just throw that out there. So um, here I was, uh, I could present, so that was enough for them. And um, the sort of things that I was giving advice on were um, sort of everything from people who were just going through your stock standard breakup to people who were confessing that they were cheating on their partner um, because it was text message. And you got to remember, uh, so I'm, I'm 36 this year, 17, were, you know, it's going back 10 years ago now. Um, and we didn't have actually 20 years ago, Steph. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Oh. Oh, that hurts to think about. I'm the same age as you, so <laughs> I'm trying to think about how, how I was at that age, and I definitely wasn't a, the kind of person that would have been giving out relationship advice. That's well, sure. I'm the guy. I'm not the sort of sort of person who should have been giving out relationship advice, but somehow I found my way in there. And we 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 would start the show off with a little warning, saying this is not um, a, a psychologist giving out relationship. You should seek professional help and stuff like that. Because oddly enough, we actually used to get some really dark um, things that would come through. Sure, because it's that, that anonymity uh, gives people sort of a bit more confidence to exactly to right. That point that I was making before, it was text message. We didn't have social media at the time. It wasn't a thing. So, um, you know, because of that anonymity, people just used to unload. I don't know if you've heard of the uh, – it's a podcast these days and a little bit more, but there's somebody who a little while ago decided to mail out a heap of postcards anonymously with their address and just ask people to write their, their secret on it and send it back. Oh, you've what? never heard of this? No, I haven't heard of this. Oh, it's amazing. Google it. Have a look at it. It's incredible because it's blown up into this huge thing and, and they would release it as a blog and, and this, that and the other. Um, but it was very much like that. People would just use it as an opportunity to air their dirty laundry because they felt safe and comfortable because they could do it anonymously. But as a 17-year-old and a little while ago, I actually found some of the text messages going through an old box at mum and dad's house um, and was going through them and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe we used to actually talk about this stuff on the radio so yeah um interesting stuff but anyway um th that's yeah sort of where it all started and and like i said you just keep saying yes to the things that come your way and, and eventually you find your way well me here 
Awesome. And do you get to bring your love of games into the radio work you do, or is it more <laughs> about using those skills to elevate your other projects? I have to, I have to pick and choose my moments. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Cause I, I, um, I will pitch a lot of games and esports stuff in the morning. So um, just to, to take you through it, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll have our, what's known as our pre-show meeting around about 20 past five. Quite often I will come to them and I will say, oh, this amazing thing has happened in the Twitch world or this amazing thing has happened in gaming or someone just cracked the Super Mario 64 speed run world record. And you just see, and with respect to them, it's just not their thing. You just see their eyes glaze over <laughs> as soon as I start to talk about it. And it, like this morning, for example, is a perfect example. And I'm wearing the jersey now. Pentanet.gg, um, which is the, the esports team that I manage, um, they broke out of groups for MSI. And it's the first time in Oceanic history that a team has done so. And I brought that to the table wearing this because I was doing bat flips walking into work this morning. And they were like, yeah, <laughs> oh, I don't know. But I picked my moment. We had a sports chat. Um, we, you know, we just cover the weekend in sport and I kind of slipped, um, the guy who comes in and does a sports chat with us at 20 and said, here, can you mention this? And he brought it up. (laughs) We're all good. We're away. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, um, I feel like so much of what, uh, is covered about video games in, in broader mainstream media tends to be really sensationalist stuff. So you've got to try and like get those positive wins where you can. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. But that's the reality of it, isn't it? Because you know, I mean, the most recent one that comes to mind is the Four Corners report um, that sensationalised the addiction side of game, uh, gaming. And you know, it's yes, it's a thing, but it seems that any time mainstream media tends to come away with an angle to report on video games, it is that and sensationalising it is a perfect word that you used. Um, because it is that headline that's going to draw people in. And it's usually, you know, this young man just won millions in Fortnite. Or, um, yeah, you know, gaming is addictive, which is unfortunate because, as you know, as somebody who's endemic to the space, has spent so much of your life in the space, there's so many more positive things that come out of gaming than negative. Yeah, totally. Well, I think, you know, it's that that age old thing of people just fearing what they don't understand. And Mm. so I think, you know, I like to always call myself like an advocate for video games, which is like a weird title to give yourself, but in in any kind of opportunity that I have to work outside of the sort of hardcore games industry, it's an opportunity to show people what's happening um, in terms of like really cool narrative choice in games or exciting things that are happening uh, in indie development that just, people never see and I feel like bit by bit we'll get there and we'll convince them (laughs) we will and as long as you're committed to that which you certainly are and you know we we as gamers and esports fans remain committed to that and we keep pushing the positive stories 100% it'll break through I mean you know we've come a long way in mainstream media's uptake of gaming and esports in the last 12 to 18 months particularly since COVID um, than we have in the last decade yeah, and and I'll ask you um a little bit more about Pentanet uh in a, in a moment. But can you tell me a little bit about Game on Oz and how that came about? Um, it was an accident. <laughs> 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 you know that whole thing that I was saying about you know just keep saying yes. Um, my first breakfast radio gig uh was in Canberra 
And the first person that um, I got to interview was Larry Emder. And that was his word of advice. It was whatever comes your way, just keep saying yes. And uh, Southern Cross Osteria, who I mentioned on the radio stations that I worked for, around about four years ago came to myself and um, the digital guy there, he calls himself Dan the Internet. And um, we met through a mutual love of video games and, and we're the best of friends. It's the, the most heartwarming relationship you've ever seen, aside from myself and my wife. Um, and um, they said to us, hey, would you put together a podcast? Because at this stage, the network was investing in podcasting and they went from what used to be podcast one to now listener. Um, and they just wanted to know what a games podcast would sound like. And we're broadcasters and we love video games. so we could do it um so we decided to do that and what ended up happening was we did one episode of 20 minutes and we sent it off to them and we didn't hear anything back but we really enjoyed doing it it was just a couple of blokes jumping on and banging on about games for 20 minutes it was great i mean what's not to love we just got to talk crap about games (laughs) And so we decided to do another one the following week and then another one and then another one. And we just kept going. And all of a sudden it became less, in fact, nothing at all about, I wonder what the network's going to think about this and if they're going to pick it up and more about, hang on, we're starting to discover that we can actually do this ourselves. The platforms and the opportunities are out there. So we're going to keep doing it. And, And now here we are four years down the track. Um, we've got various podcasts, shows, we've got a Twitch stream team, we've got reviewers, um, we've got a you know a core content team, and we've actually just launched a members benefits program where um, our members in the Discord have an opportunity to uh, take on mentorship. So we're actually starting to mentor uh, the esports fans, we're starting to mentor the content creators and streamers in terms of taking their content and their executions to another level. And it's, it's really good. Awesome, dude. There's a lot of, I feel like the gaming community in Australia in particular is really enthusiastic. I'd say outside of the States, we have one of the like most passionate gaming communities on the planet. Um, but it is a, a competitive space to, to make gaming content. So how do you go about drawing audiences to the stuff that you make? Uh, it's tough. And that's the God honest truth. Um, we actually put Game on Australia up on blocks towards the end of last year and had a real good introspective look at ourselves, our content and the content we're creating. Um, Because what we were starting to discover was that as a fledgling um, organisation in content here in Australia, quite often by covering things like AAA and Xbox, PlayStation, the big games. Yes, it's important to cover that stuff, but if you make it your bread and butter, um, by the time we here in Australia have an opportunity to cover it and push it out, the actual games companies, the publishers, the developers, the platforms, your Xboxes, your Playstations, they've already pushed out the information on their own socials. So we discovered, you know, through getting our backsides kicked in terms of readership that we were actually battling against the ones that we were working hard to cover. Um, and the return just wasn't there. So what we started to do was we, we still covered it and we still are covering, but we are starting to maneuver the organization away from the triple A's and the big platforms that already have their own huge coverage and their own media teams and all of that. 
and we're starting to move it towards independent developers where the new ideas are, the unique ideas are, the grassroots content creators, the grassroots uh, indie developers, um, and all of that stuff. Because a couple of things are starting to happen. One, we're stumbling across new and awesome ideas, which are actually really interesting to write about. Um, and two, we're picking up the readership by virtue of starting to build a community around um, these indie developers and the people who love their games they need support if it's anything that we've seen over the last sort of 18 months really taking a closer look at them they really do need the support and there's some incredible um games and developers out there i mean you know who knows where the next big ant is going to come from or where the next house house is going to come from an untitled goose game i mean to to know that those are right here in australia it's it's something to be pretty proud of yeah, that, that, that's amazing. And that's a great motivation to kind of, um, you know, create a platform for those smaller titles as well, because I feel like there is the ones that we have uh, the most interesting discussions about. And people are always so delighted to discover smaller games that, you know, they hadn't heard of. Yeah. And you, I mean, you know your way around it. You've hosted various independent developer conferences, you know, at, at PAX events, right? So you've seen that stuff firsthand. It is the exciting part of the industry. I mean, don't get me wrong, AAAs are amazing. There's there's so many awesome things that come out of playing AAA games and it's where a lot of us have gotten our initial love and interest in games in the first place, those awesome first-party IPs and AAA developments. But the new and unique and exciting ideas, the ones that can push the boundaries and try something new, they're coming out of the independent developer space. Well, let's have a look at this kind of shift you had into esports management as well. I mean, tell me a little bit about <laughs> internet.gg and how you came to be involved. Well, um, uh, through Game on Australia, actually. So, yeah, um, you know that, that whole saying about um, sort of people see amazing things happen um, but haven't seen the work leading up to it and the whole point of you make your own luck and you put yourself in those positions I took on the general managership of pentanet.gg by virtue of having built what we've built with Game on Australia. That's how well, like I got noticed and how the organization got noticed. So I was lucky enough to sort of come through from that and it snowballed from there. So Pentanet is a, uh, it's a startup here in Perth. They do fixed wireless and NBN and, and all of that sort of stuff. And um, amazing story behind that as well. The managing director, Stephen, literally um, got the idea to start Pentanet because he was sick of the internet that he was playing League of Legends on. <laughs> so <laughs> most people complain. He's like, right? if you want something done right, do it yourself. <laughs> and and, and he, he mortgaged his house and he built his first tower after testing the technology and the technology worked and then he went around sort of door knocking um, people in his area and signed them up to his tower. And then he went ahead and he, uh, he did a capital raise and, you know, they raised 3 million in their first round um, and then started pumping things. And that's when he found me because um, we just sort of started hearing about this Perth startup Pentanet with fixed wireless technology um, through gaming and also through the radio station. Um, and, he brought me in and he said, look, I've got this grand vision for 
esports on a bigger level in this country, but particularly starting here in Perth. And I want to know what you think. And we started throwing some ideas around. And, and the League of Legends team that we have now, pentanet.gg, it wasn't always the plan. Um, it was part of the plan. The plan was actually to start with um, grassroots esports through high schools and building it up through education and actually creating a professional pathway that way. But we reached out to League of Legends when it was part of the OPL at the time, um, the Oceanic Pro League, and uh, just sort of flagged that we're interested in the space. And, and they said, look, we don't have anything going now, but you know, if something happens down the track, we'll let you know. And it just so happened that in the end of 2019, we got a phone call from them. And they said that the Essendon Bombers, who had acquired an esports team at the time, were looking to get out. And we were like, okay, well, this is our opportunity because it's it's one thing to put together a professional pathway, but if it sort of gets to here and then that's it, they've got nowhere else to go on to, then you don't really have much. Whereas we saw this as our opportunity to create a jewel in the crown and go, all right, like, you know, you young people, if you want a professional career pathway in this, here is an opportunity right here in Perth that we can push out across the country as well and give you something to shoot for. Um, and that's been the, the main aim and the main goal for the past 18 months now. 2020 was a good year, uh, 2021 an even better year. And I'm wearing the jersey. It just so happens that we're, we're on the day that, as I mentioned before, the boys did, uh, did history. They made Oceanic Esports history and, and broke out of the group stage for the first time at an international event for Oceana. So I'm very proud. I've been up since two o'clock this morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, a little earlier than breakfast radio hours and what I'm used to, but it's it's been worth it. I'm kind of running on fumes at the moment, but far out, what a day. It, oh, it is Congratulations. That's amazing. And you, know where, you know where all of our fans have come from? I kid you not. Brazil. Brazil, for some reason, wow. has gone, we love PGG, we're jumping <laughs> on PGG's train, and all of these people, are, and I don't speak Brazilian, I hope that's the right um, Portuguese. language. Portuguese, thank you very much. I don't speak Portuguese, um, but you can just feel the love coming through Twitter, so it's very cool. <laughs> and so what's involved in esports management? Do you, I mean, uh, what are the ages of the esports competitors that you're managing? How are you kind of guiding them through this process? Where do you even start? Um, I, I, sort of, I sort of come at it from the angle of being almost like a, a father figure to the boys. Um, I don't know League of Legends. I'm not a player. Um, I tried playing it a couple of times years ago. I got my backside handed to me. I was like, this this game's not for me. Um, then I discovered Overwatch and and sort of that took me on my path. And I really enjoyed that, but I never came back to League of Legends. And it was only through, um, uh, at the time, this was about halfway through the period of uh, uh, having running Goa and before Pentanet.gg was a thing, that um, I discovered a local esports high school network here called flak test and we ran high school esports tournaments in league of legends and and that was my real insight into the game but one thing you learn over the years is that if you don't know something there are people out there who do know that thing and so what i've seen it as is my job to go all right let's find the best let's recruit the best Let's put together an amazing team that can do all of the things that we need it to do 
to work competitively in this space. Let's bring them together. Let's support them. Let's do everything that, that, that we can to give them everything that they need. And then, of course, there's the team. And the team, the guys, they know their thing. They know their stuff. They came to us at the beginning of the year. Three of them, Pabu, Praetith, and Biopanther, um, three of them were with us last year. And they came to us at the beginning of the year and they said, we really believe that we can win the LCO split one and we can go on to MSI and we can do some damage. And we were like, okay, <clears throat> well, we trust you boys because we know you very well. Bring on your team. You say you're going to do this. Just commit to it. We'll give you what you need. Um, and it helps having known them for a while. And sure enough, they've delivered. Um, but geez, I think all of us have been blown away with with which, you know, the degree that they have actually delivered because they've gone above and beyond. 13 and one in the regular season then breaking out of groups. But for me, the thing that I've done as a as a leader for the team is I've gone, I don't know League of Legends to the degree that these guys do, but what I do know is I do know how to lead a team. Um, I do know how to create roles for people and I do know how to make sure that they stick to those roles and remain consistent. Um, and I do know how to support people. So whenever the guys have needed support day or night, they only need to pick up the phone. That's when I pick up the phone on the other end and talk to them, talk them through things that they need to talk about. Um, and when it comes to their content and executions as well, and just standard life, I mean, you know, 36 years old and a wife and a couple of kids and, you know, a few jobs along the way, you learn a few things about life and they're quite young kids. So when they have some issues and they need to talk about it, they come to me to sort of get some things off their chest. So, yeah, I guess emotional support to a degree. <laughs> Um, have you seen much growth in the esports scene uh, in Australia during your time, kind of being in the thick of it? Because I know that it's um, always been maybe like a little bit. We've been a little bit on the back foot in terms of just having the population and having the infrastructure as well to allow competitors to keep to to be competing on a global, you know, level playing field. I've seen growth. I've also seen contraction, um, but I think the contraction was necessary when I first started in esports. One of the things that I noticed, it didn't take long to notice, was that a lot of esports organisations and the Australian market in general and um, was actually quite overvalued and overhyped. Um, you know, there was a lot of, oh, there's money to be made in esports because in Australia, they're looking across to much more mature regions like Europe and North America, where esports has been around for a very long time. But also on top of that, you know, you've got your populations in the hundreds of millions. You've got 400 million people in North America who are consuming the product. So obviously there's going to be the level of investment from commercial brands and viewership and audiences and revenues and, you know, ad revenue and this, that, and the other to sustain things like high wages, um, bigger contracts, you know, much more resourcing into organizations. I mean, that's why you know, Oceana um, has never broken out of world uh, like group stages before and, and how it's been a region where people have given it a big thumbs down in terms of why are you even here? Because we just aren't resourced like your big teams, like your Liquids and your Mad Lions and all of those are. Um, but the beauty about it is because we've had that contraction in the last couple of years, um, we're probably at a much more realistic level of value for the Australian market. 
And because of that, now you're having um, much more professional outfits come in and go, we're going to invest in the space because we know exactly the kind of return on investment our dollar is going to make. And they're not afraid to invest in the space because they can forecast that as well. We've put a fair bit of money into professional League of Legends here um, in Australia in the last couple of years. But I mean, you know, to resource the boys enough where they can go overseas, compete at a tournament like that and do something groundbreaking like they have done in the last 24 hours, um, the return has been worth it 10 times over. I know you've been handing out some pretty great advice as well during your time as a mentor for Lenovo Legion's apprenticeship program, but would you be able yeah, to share a, yeah, a little bit of uh, that advice here too for people that are looking to get into the games industry but just aren't sure where to start? Um, the first thing that always comes to mind is consistency. Um, a, a lot of people, and I've been guilty of this as well in years gone by, um, uh, that you know people say, I'm going to do something, and they they get into it and they're energized and they're motivated and they do it for the first week and then they do it for the second week and then they'll miss a week and they'll do it after that and then they'll miss another week. And you know through the work that you've done, um, you know, this media, we're not we're not your your traditional broadcasters who people know they can set an appointment six till nine weekdays on mix and know that we're going to show up or you know, 7.30 weeknights on Channel 7 and know that the show is going to be there. If you miss a stream or you miss a broadcast, as, as pressurised an environment as it is, there's a chance that in such a saturated industry, people will find somebody else to go and watch or somebody else to listen to. And sure, there's every chance that they might come back, but there's also every chance that they might not. So consistency is a really big one on my part because things are built over time. The whole Rome wasn't built in a data. It's a cliche. But if you remain consistent, um, then you look back after 12 months and you go, wow, have a look at how far we've come. Check out the growth. Um, I mean, look, there's so many tidbits. Another thing is don't look at your neighbor. Focus on what you're doing. I, a little while ago, Steph, I went through and I unfollowed a heap of people on social media because I found that um, I was getting too caught up in what everybody else was doing while I was flicking through my feed. I did the same Ra thing. Oh, it's best, best it's, thing I ever did. <laughs> right. And it's look, it's it's shocking like how you can get caught up in what everybody else is doing. You go, oh my God, they just pulled that sponsorship. Oh, they just won that match. How come they're getting that? And they don't have as many followers as me because they're probably remaining consistent and putting their effort into the right places and their energy, right? Like, so stop looking at what everybody else is doing and, and start focusing on what it is that you're doing. And one other thing, and this is probably one of the most important pieces of advice that I've ever been given. When I first got into radio and, and got back to Perth, I had a really, um, awesome discussion with the guy who's now the, the chief content officer of the, the Triple M network. He basically runs the Triple M network. And we were sitting at a table across from each other. And he said to me, what do you want? And I was, I was in my sort of late 20s. And I said, I want to be famous and rich. And I want to be the Eddie Maguire of radio in Perth. And, and he looked at me and he said, you will fail. And I was like, whoa, that's a, that was, that was like a big bucket of water to the face. Like mm -hmm. someone slapped me across the head with a salmon. 
And I was like, why? And he goes, because you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And he was so right. And from that moment, I shifted my direction to just enjoying the content. And because I shifted my direction to just enjoying the content, I started to find the quality in the content again and my passion for what it was that I was doing and just creating awesome things. And when you rediscover that or discover that, and you build that passion again, and you start creating these amazing things just because you love doing it, people around you pick up on the energy and they pick up on the vibe and they pick up on the quality of the execution as well. And because of that, if you then add in consistency and then you end, add in energy and motivation and drive and stuff, you start making money and a career out of it, right? Because, because you are consistent and you can consistently deliver at a high level. You're someone who's been in content for a long, long time. You know that organic content is the stuff that breaks through. That's the stuff where when you're on that screen and you're laughing and you're having a great time and you're enjoying yourself. And I've seen you guys on Back Pocket. Like you've, you've done a whole host of awesome things over the course of your career, but they take that energy on. They, it's, it's exciting. You know what I mean? It's, it's that passion that drives people as well. So be confident in your work. And I'm not talking to you about this because you've got that in spades, <laughs> but people watching this, be confident in your work and remain consistent and bring that effort and energy and do it for the right reasons. And you will succeed. You'll get to the place that you need to be. I think that's great, honest advice. And um, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, I guess my final question for you, Pete, is is what's next for you? Not that you need any more in your plate, <laughs> but do you have any particular milestones that you're hoping to reach or, or areas of the industry that you'd like to work in? Uh, a guest appearance on Back Pocket would be awesome. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, um, I, uh, when I started sort of shifting direction and focusing on what I was doing now, I left a lot of the you know, let's look ahead to the future behind. Sure. Um, that was another thing. I, I, I would get caught up in where am I going to be in, you know, a year's time, in three years' time, in five years' time. Um, I, I really don't know. I, we're currently building a production studio for Game on Australia um, here in Perth in an industrial area um, because we want to level up the quality of the content and create like a little home base. Um, I guess, I guess... Yeah, for me, I, I think I just want to keep creating awesome things, um, whether that be organizations or whether that be content or whether that be, you know, the next generation of talent. I just want to keep creating awesome things. And I think if I can do that every day or every week or something like that, then I'll, I'll be happy. Yeah, I'll be in a good place. Well, Pete, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, dude. Pleasure's been mine. Hex, as always. <laughs> Thank you so much to Lenovo Legion as well uh, for supporting the series. Um, Pete, thanks so much for chatting to me. Um, I'm excited to see all the stuff that you're up to in future. Anytime, mate. Same goes back your way as well. Looking forward to the next chat. See ya. And we're back. Hey, that was awesome. Ain't she wonderful? She's wonderful, man. Mate, there wasn't. Don't tell me it was awesome. You haven't watched it. You, you like we're sitting here saw, like we were, we were actually sitting I there. I saw screen grabs. For the last I half saw an screen hour. grabs, and I put my little imagination into right. play. 
and it looked awesome. Like we were sitting here for the last half an hour actually just watching <laughs> actually it. Actually watching it. Right? Or just literally okay, all yeah, we did up, was did the whole breath thing and then you cut it in. <laughs> you bastard. Uh, Shazam. Uh, Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you love to see it. Hey, uh, uh, mate, before we get into the podcast proper, just got a few things, all mm. right? Um, Pentanet, hello to you, you legends. Hello, Pentanet. Wonderful partners of ours. Um, GeForce Now. Yes. The official launch of all of the information information was last week. You mm-hmm. would have seen it on this show mm-hmm. uh, after we wrapped up and handed things over to Straight Jacket Jim. He started running through the oh, yeah. uh, quests the, yep, yep. that are available. So if you go to the GeForce Now, powered by Pentanet, uh, Pentanet GG, um, sorry, Pentanet, powered by Pentanet, um, I've got PGG stuck in my head because well, it's, um, it's, we, well, we kicked off proceedings week, yeah. for the LCO. Um, mm. <laughs> He smacked him. Yes. Um, anyway, it's good, good fun. Um, but uh, so yes, GeForce Now, powered by Pentanet, and the quests are available. If you go there, you register your details um, and do all of the quests. There are new quests coming out like every day. Yeah, right. You earn XP. You get yourself noticed. Mm-hmm. Another way you can get yourself noticed um, to be one of the ones for the beta mm. is also to become a Game in Australia. <clears throat> Legends Club member. Legend. Eleven dollars a month. You get a heap of other stuff as well. Don't get me wrong. Like, there's amazing stuff in there. Mentor programs and mm. content and mm. giveaways and mm. um, you know yada yada yada. And um, you get to participate you know, in this show. Yeah, you do get to participate in this show with bloody questions. Shit, I haven't asked the guys a question. <laughs> uh, let's roll hex again. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, oh yeah, I should probably drop that in Discord. Oh, we'll get to that anyway. We'll so there's that. that. Um, but yes, um, if you want your chance into the beta, you can become a Legends Club member. Um, and Lenovo Legion, who are lovely partners of ours, we've already spoken about, they're doing their latest stylish displays competition. You know what it is this time around? No idea. Tell me. Gaming food creations. Oh, what? Yeah. That's so, right. And so the, the painting thing was shit because I'm terrible at painting. Yeah, well, not, not as in the competition. No, no, was shit. it was an awesome was competition. Our it paintings shit for me. were shit. Well, both of us which were terrible. <laughs> and and I can say this now. I think I told you yesterday. Um, we had a work experience dude in last week. He looks over at our paintings and goes, oh, did your kids paint those? I went, no, it was me. He goes, oh, well, you probably shouldn't give up your day job. I was like, yeah, uh, I know, mate. It's thanks, shit. Mate. Yeah. Thank you, mate. But um, thanks, cooking, man, that's my, that's my bag. That's your bag. That it's my, my bag as well. Ba- it is We, actually, we love it? to do it. Um, so here's the deal. They were meant to wrap this competition up and draw it mm. on the 16th of this month. Mm. And I got on the phone to them. I was like, guys, guys come on. Today, like come today, on. if you're watching this right now live on Twitch, it, if you're listening it, it, to this yeah. on the podcast, well, good news for it's you too. Today. Um, it's today. And we haven't had a chance to enter yet. So could you bump it back a couple of weeks? <laughs> oh, yeah, guess what? I'll just say it again. Bump it back. So could you bump it That's back better. a couple of weeks? So guess what? What? Time extended. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the 30th of June is the new cutoff date. That's two weeks. Thanks to us. Sweet. Um, and here's the Thanks deal. Us, You've yeah. still got time to go to the Stylish Displays website, uh, get yourself into the latest competition, do some cooking, pictures and you know videos if you want and so on and so forth. And uh, Hex is the one who's going to be judging <gasps> them. Get out. Yep. And Are we a- eligible or not? No. no. There's a Lenovo Legion prize pack valued at up to $300 up for grabs, but we're going to do a cook. A cook off. We are going. Do you want to do a cook off? Yeah. Oh, you don't want to do co op. You want to do competitive. No, 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 co op. Co op. Yep. You want to do co op? Yep. Co op's good. I'll, I'll co op's my thing. What if it's one of those things where, um, like, I'm blindfolded, but I'm your hands, and oh my God, you're, you don't have hands, idea. and I. 
and like you're my eyes. As long as there's no chopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, if everything's prepped. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how we'll do it. Anyway, we'll work it Ooh, out. We'll that's have a, a bit that, of fun. Uh, let, let's go with that. That's yeah, an be a bit of fun. Idea. All right, so just a couple of things. Um, and, uh, yeah, get amongst it. Get a amongst Lenovo it. Lenovo Legion prize pack valued up to $300. Shall we get into the meat and potatoes of this? Blood? Is that a cop? <laughs> no, it's not. A, it's an um, air conditioning dude. Looks like a cop. Looks like a cop. He's Carrying wearing the same colored evidence. blue T-shirt. Anyway, sorry, we'll get back on track. <laughs> um, let's dive in, shall we? Let's dive in. <laughs> Oh, here we go, Daddy Boy. What's well, E3 week? It is E3. Well, it was well, E3 well, week. It's like E3 month, and month. there's so much E3 stuff coming out. Yeah. Um, but uh, game on. Game on. My name's Pete. My name's Dan the Internet. And for the next, well, well I mean, we've been doing it for a while now, but yeah. for the next, I guess, half, half an, an hour, hour, 45 minutes, yeah, yeah. we'll see. Um, sorry, Straight Jacket Jim. Uh, <laughs> we're going to bang on about games because we bloody love gaming, Dan. And Pete, there's something else we bloody love. What is it? Cooking. We do love cooking. Food. We do love, love food. food. Um, the f- Hex. Love Hex. She's a legend. Wonderful. I'm going to go ahead and say love Barjo. Yeah, 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 Um, uh, I love, you know what, Dan? I love love. I love love. Don't you love love? Yeah. Shouldn't we just be somewhere right now on a beach, Instagram influencing <laughs> right now, knowing we, we love love? Imagine, oh, gaming. Oh, bloody oh, gaming. Yeah, it's bloody and, gaming. And what gave me that memory mm. or that, you know, the recall of that is that imagine gaming on a beach. Oh, you can these days. I don't know. Well, actually, I say these days, but you've been able to for a long time. You're like your game well, boy Well, no, I know, but I've never done it. That's what I'm saying. Imagine mm. doing it. Yeah. I think my white little skin would not, not handle Pucker it. and blister in the sun. <laughs> Um, I think I prefer to be indoors. I used to uh, take my video, my Game Boy. Um, I bet you did. Yeah, I, I used could to take just my Game Boy, see little Pedro. Yep, camping and yep. Uh, fishing and yep. you know trips and stuff. And I was well, such a disappointment to my father. What a way to um, level up fishing. Really, fishing's great, but yep. it's boring as batshit. It is sometimes. boring as batshit. So I mean, let's be honest. You drop the thing in the water, you're and like then the, you wait there. You're like the um, you know today's Huckleberry Finn. You know he used mm. to sit there. Tie a knot in his um, toe and then go to sleep. You do the same bloody game. Um, you know what we haven't acknowledged yet? What's that? The fact that we're sitting in front of a green screen. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. okay. What, right. what are we doing here? Well, I've always wanted to go to E3. Oh, me too. Always. It's my, a bucket list item of uh-huh, mine. And, I'm yeah. sure, and I want to do it with you, actually. Mm. You're the one person. Uh, that and Ronald P. Corbett. Ding! Because <laughs> <laughs> him and I have agreed that we're going to go in costume. Love it. What would your E3 costume be? Um, mm, well, you continue your thought. All right. Well, and I'll so have a think we're going to do that, E3 right? Costume. So my thought was, and get ready for this, if we shoot in front of a green screen mm. and want to beat E3, it's just a matter of doing this, Pete. Ready? Three, two, one. Click. Yeah. So there we are, E3. Still looks like a green Whoa. screen. But like, yeah, I know, right? We're here. Amazing. Oh, wow. And it will be suitably lame because sh- I can see shadows on the on the screen, so there's going to be all sorts of spillage going on. I can see Xbox. Yeah, I can see and PlayStation. I can, well, <laughs> I can see... I can't see anyone else, though, because it's COVID locked down. Yeah. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Um, I can see Phil Spencer. <laughs> Phil. Phil. Oh, where's, um, where's Major Major um, Nelson? He's over there behind Phil Spencer. Ah, hello, Major Nelson. Yeah, hello, Major Nelson. <laughs> Oh, good to see you. <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. Thank you, mate. So good to see you. Remember that time we spoke um, to you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. He, good doesn't, times, good he times. doesn't remember that. <laughs> um, hey, look, uh, no, look. it's great to be here at E3. Obviously, there's a lot of E3 stuff going on. And mm. 
Um, you know, last week we discussed uh, sort of our take on E3 in general. Uh, obviously, well, there's been a lot of information to come out since then because yep. we're in and amongst it. Yep. Um, so, look, I've had a good look through, mate, and the one that that everyone's talking about today, I feel, is, is the Nintendo Direct E3 update. Mm. And so that's what I'm going to focus on because shout out to Xbox. Uh, the Xbox Bethesda showcase was incredible, mm. as we all expect. Mm-hmm. The one thing to come out of the Xbox Bethesda showcase, mm. which, oh my God, <laughs> they're releasing the Xbox fridge. Fridge? A Why bar fridge. Get out. So you you probably wouldn't be across this, right? I'm not. Um, so 100% not. The big meme when the Xbox Series X design oh, was released, yeah, yeah, was that yeah, it looked yeah, like yeah, a fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they went a step further and they actually like uh, had some fridges built, uh, right? And they brilliant. sent them to, you know, various influences and stuff and brilliant. it was quite cool. Um, and then there was a, a cry out for a mini fridge, like a, you know, can yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. A, a, game, were, a game A game size, mini fridge. Beers in fridge. Yep. Or Looks whatever. like it can fit uh, maybe 10 cans, 10 year standard cans. Okay. Looks exactly like an Xbox Series X, though it's more of like a a, a higher cube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know. Anyway, just and you open it up and it's green on the inside. Just cool, right? Fantastic. They've I announced that. that it's happening. So I love um, that. Wicked, wicked sticks. Two, please. Yes, two, please. please. Two, please. <laughs> um, so that's very cool. Very um, but cool. look, you know, by the time people are listening to this on the podcast, yeah, um, or even watching this right now on Twitch, yep. old news, right? Yeah. So you know, when we know you're across it already, yeah, we yeah, know. Yeah. Um, so the most recent stuff is really the Nintendo Direct stuff. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I've got just a heap of updates, and I'm going to roll through them, and I've got some thoughts about Excellent. things. And, yep, uh, let's and talk. I'm really excited to bring this stuff to you. Let's talk. Dan, my dear boy, can mm. we get can we get a bit of Nintendo backdrop here? Uh, yep. Uh, there you go. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Oh, nice choice. Thank sir. you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Don't thank me. Thank Google Images. Oh, Google Images. You wonderful <laughs> one. Don't say that too loud. No, no, no. Um, They're listening. Get a strike. They're listening. Hey, uh, look, just a, a couple of things that I'll roll off really quickly. There are various announcements about all sorts, but uh, these are really quick things that I'll go bang, 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 and there's mm. some other stuff that I want to deep dive into. Um, and while I'm at it, <clears throat> Dan, mm. um, I'm just going to put oh, in put here. It, yep. This is our this yep. is our special so, secret Discord. This is happening right now. You are asking yep. the question um, at everyone. Yeah, in Discord. In this is our secret. This is the Goa subscribers only Discord. Yep. Um, These so are the legends. You become a Legends Club member. You go to GameOnOz.com. You see the big thing on the homepage, and you click it. And you eleven dollars a month. A dollar of that goes to our charity partners. And mm-hmm. there's so much other wicked shit that you get from it. Yeah. Um, but then you know we also uh, answer your questions every week. Yes. At the end of the show. So Correct. at everyone here, hello, my dear legends. And it's happening live. It's podcast time. time! Uh, please hit Dan and I with your questions. It's an it's pretty much an ask us anything, isn't it? Yeah, it's not really. It can be about anything. Yeah, preferably gaming. Preferably gaming, but, but ask us anything. You want to ask me anything about um, anything else? You yeah, go for it. it. There's a little. Let's take a picture and click. Boom. Oh, that's a shit picture. Do it again. Oh, come on. Hang on. Do the, do the picture again. Oh, oh that's God, that's just such a shit picture. Oh, turn around. <laughs> and smile. 
That's another shit picture. That'll do. That'll do. That'll just do. do it, Bugger it. That'll do. Um, okay, so let's really quickly just roll off these things. Um, some announcements. Super Smash is bringing Tekken. Uh, so Kazuya's going to be in it. Oh For those of you God. who don't know who Kazuya is, uh, Google it. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it's the shirtless dude with the white pants and the the, the red. Um, so that's that's just an gloves. update, right? Yeah, just, just a his he have Not an extra I say character. Just an update, but yeah, okay. Yeah, have an extra character. That's awesome. Um, uh, this was really this was really cool. I've never heard of this before, but I'm really psyched for this game. Although I'll never play it because I'm such a pussy. <laughs> um, it's called Fatal Frame: Maiden of Blackwater. It's a horror adventure. Oh, right now, um, sounds scary. Oh, mate, it, it, the the locations that you play this game in look amazing. Mm. So unsettling. But your only weapon is a bloody camera. So what? Yeah. So here's the thing, right? You're in amongst like ghosts and ghouls and all sorts of stuff. Like it's, yeah. it's it's straight out of the ring. Yeah. Right. Um. And your only weapon is a camera. So imagine you're staring down the barrel of a freaking camera as this ghost is oh coming to your god, face. Oh, my God. That sounds like scary as, oh god. as hell. Um, Doom Eternal, Ancient Gods, Part 1. I, I know we're up to Part 2 if you're on PC and so on and so forth, but Part 1's coming to, to the Nintendo. And, and if you're watching this right now live um, on the on our Twitch channel, um, it's out today. Mm, uh, mm. If you're on the podcast, it's out now. So, And by the way, quick pro tip from me. Um, use a use a pro controller when you're playing that game. Okay. I just find that um, it j- just not using a pro controller is a little bit too stiff for it. Mm. Uh, and I yeah, pro controller is way better. Have you got a pro controller? Yeah, I do. Oh, oh I love it. Yeah, absolutely love yeah, it. I still haven't, I haven't taken the plunge yet. Mind you, I haven't, got a, plunge. I haven't got a Series X yet either. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, I get it. Get your Series I X. I've got to do it's it. Just, really. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remastered in Ooh, HD yeah. is coming June 25th. On the, on the Switch. On the Switch. Oh, my God. Yep. Now, that's a game. I've got two games I'm going to buy for my kids and their Switch. That one yep. and Mario Golf. Yeah, Mario. Well, Mario Golf is coming man. as well. Yeah. Uh, Mario and Rabbids game got released or revealed. Yeah, rather. Yeah, it's yeah. called Sparks Saw of that. Hope. Now, these are the games that attack strategy. So I didn't I didn't know this when I played a fir- my first Mario and Rabbids mm. game on the Switch. And I wasn't the biggest fan of tactical strategy Super Mario. Yeah. Right? Though, though... Mm. Um, uh, this actually looks quite cool. One of the things that they've done is that um, you're able to actually run freely around the battlefield. So they've kind of, maybe they've acknowledged that that might have been some feedback. I don't know if I'm the only one who felt that. You might, if you're listening to this or watching this, have felt differently yeah. um, or have felt the same. Let us know, please. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, I think maybe that maybe that's feedback that they've gotten. So they've kind of met us halfway. Yes. Well, I, I've never really been a massive fan of that tactical strategy attack stuff anyway it's like a um uh to me it's like a um chess on steroids and chess i hate and i steroids. hate chess i love chess do you yeah i can't stand it yeah it's much better i like the queen's gambit don't get me wrong yeah, that was an okay. excellent show but that's a movie you're not playing <laughs> i know it's true. It's so true we don't I, d- I actually just wasted eight eight hours of my life watching netflix and they're not gaming i mean come on <laughs> come on dan <laughs> hey um Let's get into the nitty gritty stuff, man. Right, this is the this is the deep dive shit. I'm ready. Uh, we've been waiting for more announcements around a Metroid game. <gasps> we got those. Ooh, We're getting wee. Metroid Five oh, Dread. Oh, oh, oh. It's called Metroid Dread. Now let's get around some of this stuff, right? It's actually yeah. going to it's going back to its 2D platformer roots by the looks of things. Really? There was some um, there was some uh, Metroid Prime trilogy esque cinematics where it looked quite open. Yep. Yep. 
but they were just cinematics. The only gameplay style stuff that I – and it said along the bottom, not actual gameplay footage. Okay. So who knows what the final cut will look yeah. like. Um, but it was all the the traditional Metroid sort of NES, Super NES style um, oh, 2D scroller. Me. Why? I love the open plan Metroid. Yeah, and I I love the the open plan Metroid like you're putting together an office. Like is Samus Aran, um, and she's there at the home maybe open buying a, a four by two. Maybe when I build my house, that's what I call my gaming room. The open plan the Metroid. The open plan Metroid. Oh, I don't mind it. Hey. It's quite nice. Um, I yeah, look, I I really loved it as well. Um, you know, it's some of my favourite games. But on that's the, game the only theory. one I've ever played. I've never really played the two day two D one. So right, okay. Well, well, I mean, you know, you, they it. don't hold up to this day. I've no, I've, well, they you don't. know had a fair crack at a few of them. Mm. Um, but I love that. I personally love that they're going back to the two D platformer. Yep. I, I've become such a fan of two D platform games over yeah. the past sort of ten years now. Yeah. Yep. Um I'm a huge fan. It really but, tickles my nostalgia bone. Yeah, and they're great they're great um when I say time wasters, I don't mean that as in you're wasting time, as in when you've got time to kill. Mm. They're a great little thing to just Yeah, get. just pick up and play. Yeah, correct. But that's the Nintendo Switch in general. One hundred percent. Well that's what I love 100%. about the Switch console is just pick up and play. Yeah. Yeah. Um cinematics look very cool. Yep. One of the things that I did notice in the cinematics while I was watching it is that Samus is actually wearing a different coloured suit. So really? traditionally Samus Aran's suit is orange, mm. right? Um, the the oranges and the reds and looks great. Mm. Um, but we're seeing more of like a white, silver and blue. Still mm-hmm. had shades of orange and reds through it, but white, silver and blue, which kind of makes me think, okay, there must be sort of different powers that we're going to see uh, in yes. this latest iteration yes. of Metroid. Um, definitely saw her ball up, which is something that I love to see in a, mm. in a Metroid game because mm-hmm. that means that, you know, obviously there's going to be all sorts of like secret tunnels yep. and hidden lairs yep. and yep. Yep. this, that and the other. Yep. Love it. Um, there was a, a hide mechanic oh. at some point. So, look, if I'm about if I'm sort of guessing anything about this particular game, one of the cinematics is that as Samus is walking through a hall, <clears throat> there's a robot that appears. Very, um, very Legend of Zelda-esque. Mm. Uh, you know, one of the original Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time um, enemies was the spider in the Deku tree. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I fucking can't remember. I'm not talking about the Sculptulas, by the way. Um, I can't remember the name of the spider, but the yeah. Arachnid. Yeah. Um, but the way that it sort of climbs down behind Link as he's walking into. Yeah. Very similar cinematic yeah, yeah, to that, cool. um, except it's a robot. Now, this robot's got a red eye Ooh. and it starts chasing, like Samus can't, um, actually physically fight it after throwing a few shots at it. So it starts chasing. So I'm thinking that um, what this may be is it may be a sort of hide-and-seek mechanic in the game. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that puts the pressure Has on. Has hide-and-seek ever um, had its game? It hasn't, has it? I don't know. It I don't know if it sounds pretty lame. But... <laughs> it sounds terribly lame. <laughs> you just start like everybody hides and then you count You're to hiding. 10 and off you go. <laughs> um, yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> It'd I'm probably, just starting. I'm just starting to think about things. It'd probably go off though. Yep. <laughs> I'm just starting to think about things about how that game would actually come together. It might work. What the DLCs might be. <laughs> like you might have, you might have four different maps, uh, and then you might get DLC. Season two might come with like a playground or something. Different boss know. levels. Yeah. You know, like mum, yeah. mum, and then dad. Oh, great! Oh, That's oh, a great right. idea. Yeah. 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 Know, oh, Jesus. Guys, we're here. Um, One final thing, you know, the whistling in it, which is obviously coming out of the robot, sounds like some annoying fucking bird in a giant warehouse Uh. that's obviously gotten in and you're just like, would you piss off, please? (laughs) 
Um, or that cricket in the yeah. wall that you can't bloody... Yeah. yeah so up. Nintendo fixed that. Yeah. Um, but that aside, looking pretty good. I'm excited for Metroid Dread. Yeah. Uh, do I do this one now or do I sort of save... No, I'll go now. Um, the only There was plenty of stuff in the Nintendo Direct, but the other big thing that I wanted to talk about because I'm such a fan of the series and always will be um, is Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Uh, two big things to come out of the Nintendo Direct, Legend of Zelda, Age of Calamity expansion pass. So the Age of Calamity is the... I've spoken to you this uh, about this before. It's the historical game from Koei Tecmo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it's like you versus a thousand enemies. Yeah. Um, but in, you know... Age of Calamity actually delves into the history of Breath of the Wild, so you're going oh, wow. back a hundred years. Yeah, right. It's really cool. Uh, Wave One, Pulse of the Ancients, is out June 18. Mm. So by the time this podcast actually airs, it's going it's to gonna be, be out. out. Yep. Um, few new additions. There's new weapons. You can actually play as the Calamity Machines, um, and the bike is making a comeback ah. as well, which is really cool. Um, did you ever play Skyward Sword? No. Oh, man, you missed out. No, I didn't. Skyward Sword. What is, era? Uh, it's game... No, it's Wii. So, oh, yeah, no, no, I didn't. Um, I had it on the Wii Yeah. because it was <laughs> it was the first real genuine use of motion sensor technology. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you could, yeah. you know, yeah, swing yeah, your yeah, sword. Yeah, yeah. And there were mechanics it sounds built, cool. Yeah, there were mechanics built into the game where you'd roll um, your bomb like a bowling ball to get it into particular holes and oh, blow wow. things up. Yeah, or you'd cool. have to cut things with your master sword in particular yeah. ways, right? So almost like a lightsaber. Almost like a lightsaber. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, Why yeah. didn't I find this yeah. game? Except it's a master sword. Yeah, correct. Your pill. <laughs> <laughs> Skyward Sword HD is released next month. Um, oh, it, it's cool. The, yeah, it's the oldest. Now, we've known this for a while, um, but uh, it's, it's basically they just revealed some... It was basically a reminder. So is your... Control or just your switch or the, the Joy Cons? Yeah, it'll be the Joy Cons. Yeah, 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 cool. yeah, yeah, it'll be the Joy Cons. Yep. Yeah. Um, they actually show some gameplay footage with the with the Joy Cons. Yep. July 16, it comes out. It's the oldest era in the Legend of Zelda series. So wow, this is the this is telling the tale of you know who's Zelda and why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the master? Oh, okay. Sword yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah, on and yeah. so forth. Um, so it's literally a bit of a lesson, a history lesson too in Zelda. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. See, it's educating. I, I like that. Which I mean, you really, know, I like when you think about it, every Zelda game to a degree is a history lesson. Like well, it, it yeah, is. Yeah, um, correct. In Hyrule, mm. this was freaking cool. Mm. Right now, Breath of the. I'm not even talking about Breath of the Wild. There was something else, Dan. Uh, so oh, something else. And you know what? Your shirt right now. Mm. It's like you knew, and you're wearing the colour scheme. <laughs> uh, is it right? Really? Legitimately. So I've got... It's the greens and the cream. Yeah, right. Greens and cream. I'm yes. so impressed. I've got a jumper on you, Can of... you explain, for people listening to yeah. this, can you explain? I've got this sort of like cricket jumper on almost. It's um, the cream, so the cricket creams with the green logo uh, by Moss and Moss and, no. mm-hmm. and it's got a green trim around the sleeves mm. and the... V-neck. Yeah, I like it. With a bit of blue, too. I like it. A bit of blue. You'd see it's it very old. You'd see it and being I just worn realized, at Lord's. I realised, yeah, I, might, um, I stained it last time and it didn't wash out very well. So yeah. I was, it looks like I shat myself on my jumper. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's just weird. It's a good like, shot. How do you, it's a great <laughs> shot. Like, you've so got to, to a, get there with your ass. you've got literally, to loosen to rip. I got dressed in the dark today and then I got to work and went, oh, I'm shit. <laughs> That's frustrating, isn't it? It is frustrating. And I live, and you I, do, well, you, I live 40 minutes away from work. Yeah, well, I live 25 minutes. And your problem is you get up really early. Mm. So you're not only in the dark, but, you know, probably yeah. three hours um, 
due sleep. And that's know? why I don't shit myself. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, anyway, I'm wearing the colour scheme. That's awesome. Mate, the, you're wearing the colour scheme for the uh, Game & Watch 35th anniversary <gasps> commemorative release. Oh, that is cool. So this is How about 35 years? 35 years of Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Um, sorry, uh, let me explain. Game & Watch 35th anniversary for Legend of Zelda. Okay, yeah. Right, so 35 years of Legend of Zelda. Um, three Legend of Zelda games are going to be in this Game & oh, Watch. Uh, sorry, wow. four, right? Four. So, um, three Legend of Zelda games and another game, a, yeah. an actual Game & Watch game. So there's going to be the original Legend of Zelda, the Nintendo Entertainment System Legend of Zelda on it. Um, it'll have Zelda 2. Yeah. Uh, it'll have the Game Boy version of Link's Awakening. Yep. And it's got a special version of Game & Watch Vermin mm. starring Link. Oh, my God. So it's, um, awesome. yeah, it's very, very cool, mate. That is cool. Very freaking cool. Um, but this is obviously a oh, playable clock in it, uh, November 12th. Just in time for my uh, birthday. Your birthday. <laughs> and mine. And yours. Yes. yes. Well, I, mine, mine's a week after that, but that's... Uh, sorry, a week before that. It doesn't matter. But that doesn't matter. Yeah. Voucher. Um, yeah, voucher. Voucher. And you write in the card, this is for your game and watch. <laughs> yes. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2. Oh. This is where we're at. Yeah. yeah. This okay. is where we're at. Yeah. Um, it is so hard to believe that the initial announcement was two years ago. Yeah. You know, so much has happened since then. Well, COVID for a start. COVID. So, Bloody COVID. You know, um, 2019. Yeah. Far out. It was, just, it was a different world. Back it was then. a different Quite world. Quite literally yeah. a different yeah. world yeah. back then. Um, tentative release date of 2022. Okay. Uh, which I've seen some fodder online about people talking about the 2022 release date, thinking to themselves, the Breath of the Wild game, um, the last one was 2017. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the the reveal first was 2019. How yep. can we, you know, surely there'll be a pushback at some point. Yeah. My argument to that is, this is a Breath of the Wild Part 2. Mm. So essentially, they've got a lot of the game already built. They just mm. need to add on to it. Yep. You know what I mean? So, yep. um, you know, and, and the moment they release, you know, Breath of the Wild 1, they're on to number two. Oh, 100%. Well, they, know, they, they knew it was going to be a hit, and yep. it clearly was. Now, not much more of a video was released. It had a 90-second video that showed um, a fair bit of the actual world. Yeah. Um, we got to see a few monsters and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, gone is obviously the Calamity Ganon is making a comeback. Yep. Um, you know, these things have appeared, get out there and save the world. It's saved the world again, yep. but obviously I, I don't know who the, you know, the perpetrator is, mm. the perp, um, who it is, but, you know, at some perp, point perp, you, perp. See Legend, uh, you see Zelda disappear down a cave. Um, I don't. I don't think that will ever mean that she's dead. I reckon she just ends up somewhere and you've yep. got to go and find, find her. her. Yep, yep. Um, but... Uh, the cool thing that I've really we've really seen in this this ninety second video is that we're going to be taking to the skies. Ah, so um, cool. a lot of the land gets lifted into the air by the looks of things, including Hyrule Castle. Oh, jeepers! Now, I have some theories, right? Because mm -hmm. we're seeing other things in the video as well. There's going to be new Sheikah tech. By the looks of things, so at the moment you got the Sheikah slate in Breath of the Wild One, yep. where you sort of control everything through, you know, the, it's essentially an iPad. Yep, yep. yep. Um, this looks like a piece of Sheikah tech that actually attaches to Link's arm. Oh, and I'm sure I saw a flamethrower. Oh, yeah. So some wicked oh, stuff. Oh, that's in awesome. There. Um, so new power. This all out of this video. Yeah, all out of this video. Uh, <laughs> now here's the thing, right? Yep. Here's what I'm here's what I'm hoping to see, and I'm. I'm sort of throwing this out there more of hope than any sort of 
real. Is it going to happen or not? Yeah. I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, but Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword gets released this year, the HD version. Mm. And in that game, you've got loft wings. And loft wings are the giant birds right. that you can ride. Yep, yep, right? yep. We're taking to the sky in Breath of the Wild 2. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, is it a coincidence or is it a planned thing to get the loft wings back into our periphery that by taking to the skies mm. in Breath of the Wild 2, Two yep. and considering that in the timeline, this happens after Skyward Sword, mm-hmm. are we going to see loft wings in Breath of the Wild 2? <gasps> Fucking boom! I, I, I'm not going to show this on the screen, but I'm going to show you a picture. This is a visual representation of you mm. when you play that game. If you see the loft wings, <laughs> yeah, we cannot show we cannot show that on the screen. But if you're listening and watching, it's um, Stan's dad in South Park when he when he when he's just he, had a good he time. discovers the internet. He's had a good time. <laughs> good God Almighty. <laughs> God bless you, South Park. Uh, um, and one other thing that I noticed, uh, and, and that is Aiji Aonuma, uh, no. who is the producer for the Legend of Zelda series, looks like an Asian Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, that's good, because mm. he's probably got connections to Chicken Nuggets, and we know they're the best gaming food. That is a time. great point, my friend. Yes. That is a great, great point. Oh, shit, we've got questions. We've got questions. Okay. Well, uh, you know, we've pissed about for a long time. Well, yeah. um, that's pretty much all I wanted that's, to cover look, off E3-wise. And, and, and just to really summarise our question from last week, is E3 irrelevant anymore? Or is is E3 relevant? Yeah, well, look. Uh, I feel that, like it is. Now, now that we've had E3, mm. I'm like, ah, I, I'm in two minds over this. One, it's very cool that we've got one thing, you know, during the year that we can look forward to. Yep. Excuse me. Um, where where they all come together and reveal big things, said PlayStation. Um, <laughs> but as long as it is an online execution and not a physical event, yeah, I still think it's irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, I still think it's irrelevant. Yeah, I still think it's I, nothing. I'm that, in exactly you know, that corner. Nintendo did their Nintendo Direct, yeah. right? But E3 has almost become more like a time of the year now, yeah. rather than a, yeah, yeah, a an place event. that you can visit yeah, and it's yeah, an yeah, event where yeah, you know yeah. people are going to explode with new stuff. It's a really good point. So yep. on and so forth, yep. right? Um, so as far as... Do you reckon as they'll ever go yeah. back to the, the actual, you know, the, the... Oh, I think so. They'll have to, won't they? Yeah, I think so. It's such a tourism boon mm. for it's LA usually, isn't it? But there's also too much of a loss in terms of games culture by not having these events. One, yeah, well, that's where I feel like there's been a bit of a, a hole. Yeah. Isn't it? Fill that hole. And, you know, um, seeing one of our friends, Frank, on um, Facebook the other day, um, bring up a memory of, a, you know, staying up with a bunch of mates to watch E3 live. You know, like that's, yes. yeah, that feel, I feel I want to get that back. Yeah, I want to get that back. Mm. One day when I'm at a breakfast radio. Yes. Um, hey, uh, so okay. that's, that's really all we wanted to cover from yep. E3. Let's move on. Love it. Um, if you are a Goa Legends Club member, we answer some of your questions, you premium legends. And we're doing that right now. We're going to do that right now. Right we're diving now. in. So you've got your own sort of little secret channel inside our Discord. Discord.gameonoz.com, by the way. Mm. Game on Oz is G-A-M-E-O-N-A-U-S. A-U-S. Uh, it's not Game Anus. 
<laughs> Although, missed opportunity. <laughs> missed opportunity. Mate, you know what? There's a little part of me in terms of unique proposition yeah. that wishes we'd call it game anus. <laughs> anyway. Um, Straight Jacket Jim. Oh, who's also one of our legend. fellow creators. Going to go with the bland, what's your game of E3? He also said, oh, shit, a green screen. Are we getting fancy, boys? <laughs> it's not a green screen, mate. We're at E3. Yeah. Duh. Straight. Uh, straight. Um, Going to go with the, what's your game of E3? Um, oh, look, I... I, I'll answer it straight away. I like the Halo Infinity, clearly. Oh, you would. I would. You would. But it, it excited me. And I, I don't, yeah. I'm not really... I'm not your traditional Xbox dude. I haven't really played a lot of Halo. Uh, I loved a lot of the co-op stuff in it, mm-hmm. but that looked, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Very cool. Um, if I had to, so if, if I answered this as a, what's your reveal of E3? Yeah. I'd say the Xbox mini fridge. Yeah. Xbox Series X mini fridge, yeah. right? But you've asked for game specifically, so yeah. I'm going to bring it back to the game. Um, and uh, uh, for I think I'm really, don't get me wrong, I'm, all, I'm always going to be frothing Legend of Zelda, but I'm like, Metroid has me excited. Yeah. I'm excited to see a Metroid game with cinematics, you know, and and dive back into that world again because I just think there's so much for us to explore there. And you make a good point about that, right? A lot of these really legacy games, you you have a relationship with them. Mm. Imagine a new Diddy Kong coming out. You'd froth yourself. Oh, my God. Get Uh, that picture back. Yeah. But that's my point, right? So um, something like that, it's a really good answer for you because, yeah, yeah you've got a long-standing love of this game. Thanks, Dan. Mm. Appreciate you mm. saying that's a really good answer for no me. No worries. Um, so there you go, answers for those. Uh, Mercury says, what game do you think not enough people know about? What an excellent question. That, that is an that excellent is a question. ripping question. Bloody hell. Yep. Um, what game is it that you think... Not enough people know about it. Could be indie, it could be an yeah, older game, okay. etc. That you love. I've got one. It's an old game. Um, it was actually the Xbox 360 era, but it's called Braid. Braid, and it was this platformer that played with time shifting. I and think that's. I feel like that might be on Game Pass. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it, it is unbelievable. And it's um, at the time it was. Uh, I think it's one of the few games that old mates at um, Good Game gave it five rubber chickens or ten whatever rubber chickens they yeah, gave. Okay. They both gave the same score. It, yeah. it was unbelievable. And I feel like it's that kind of game. That I'm sure there's a lot of people have heard about it. But I think a lot of people haven't heard about it and haven't played it. So go check it out if you've got an Xbox. Um, for Pass. me, Metal Arms Glitch in the System from the GameCube. Oh, yeah. I've mentioned this game before. Yeah. But it's a game that I've, I as long as I've lived, yeah. I've never met another person who's played it. Played it. Um, but well, that's I, cool. I love it. Yeah, no, I think it's really cool. And I only just came across it because I was in an EB Games having a chat. Mm. Um, and, uh, I said to him, I just really want something brand new. And he goes, he grabs this game and he, it it was like 40 bucks. And I was like, funny, funny game is perception, right? I've played plenty of shit games (laughs) that have cost me $110, heaps of shit games. But this game was 40 bucks. And I was like, what's 40 bucks? It can't be great. No, I know. Yeah, that's right. Absolute bargain. Yeah. One of the greatest games I've played. It's funny, it's witty, it's enjoyable, it's a great shooter, um, it's got depth, it's got great characters. So um, I, I really enjoyed it. Storyline's amazing. I'd love to see a remaster of it, to be honest okay. with you. Okay, and just mm. a, just as a uh, final thought on that excellent question from Mercury, as an elderly gamer that I am, mm. I, I've consistently thinking about games that I've played and loved that you got, but like particularly you and then younger people haven't, pl- haven't played. Yep. I can give you so much stuff on the Commodore 64 and the Amiga that 
changed my life. Yeah. That you'll never, you probably never play. I'll never experience no. it. Mm. But then again, that's of that time. Yeah, You'd play it now and go, mate, that was a pile of shit. shit. <laughs> I, like, I think there'd be people out there who, who, you know, the youth, who yes. would play GoldenEye 007, for example. Well, yeah. And I've... if you had to play, if I reckon if you'd played GoldenEye 007 with a dual stick, right? If you were playing it on a new console under a remaster, you'd probably go okay and have some fun. Yeah. But I reckon if you were playing it on the Nintendo 64 now... Oh, Having mate. to use the C buttons yeah. to aim, you'd be like, this is fucked. Well, uh, followers of this podcast will know my story from about three or four months ago where I took on two young teenage boys who kicked my ass in Fortnite, as an example. But the tables were turned that night, my friend. I schooled them in GoldenEye. Go, you good thing. Yes. Well done, oh, sir. Yes. Um, your prowess in GoldenEye never ceases to amaze me. Mm. Gamma says, what do you think of all the day one games coming to Game Pass that were showcased at E3? Um, Look, straight off the bat, great. Mm. But the obvious reason is Xbox have this platform mm. and this opportunity to um, to basically funnel people onto their subscription platform, oh, right? It, and the way that you do that is by giving them every single reason to join. Yeah. Right? And now... I, I think that reason is without, and I've mentioned this before to you, yeah, Dan, yeah, yeah, yeah. that the future is, um, you know, games libraries as a service. Steam has proven that yes. time again, obviously. Yes. Um, but now something like Game Pass, where you're paying your, however it happens to be for a year, mm. right? And you're already recouping that. If you download only two of the top tier titles that are yeah. in there, yeah. which are amongst a flood of them. It, yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. Yep. that you would release games day one on Game Pass, and and more to that, I I'm amazed at how cheap it is, relatively for what the games the, for the games I get out of Games Pass. But I'd p- happily pay double, um, even triple maybe a month, and no longer buy no, forever never buy a game mm. again. Yeah, yeah. I am just going to throw it out there that I wouldn't pay double or triple just in case you're getting ideas, Xbox. (laughs) I'm like that asshole in school, remember? Teacher, where's our homework? Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's exactly what I just did. Sorry. Apologize, gaming people. Um, Kaiju Kai, this is a bit of a laugh. What was your favorite game to come out of E3 and why was it Starfield? Uh, good one, mate. <laughs> yeah. He's been banging on about Starfield oh, ever since he dropped great. it out of school. I love that. Um, Raven Sky. Now, I need to ask Raven Sky one day is that if that is ha- how we pronounce your gamer tag. Mm. Um, so if you're watching well, the podcast, you pre- if you're watching the show, spelled? well, it's R-A-V-E-N-S-K-Y with no space or underscore. So it could either be Raven Sky or it could be Ravensky. It could be Russian. It could he be. or she could be. Yeah, it could it, be. Yeah, man, it's Ravinsky. Because I like good, I'm looking. You got an excellent Russian accent. Thank you. Duh, I, duh. But I'm looking at this right when she's actually in there dropping things in our yeah, Discord, yeah, yeah. and I'm thinking, you know, Aussie skip. What caused you? When did you get into gaming? Where it could actually be. What caused you? When did you get into gaming? <laughs> yeah. I have no idea, Ravinsky. Uh, um, I love it. So, what caused you? Slash, when did you get into gaming? Okay. Um, we've covered this often. We'll keep this one nice and tight, Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yep. on. Uh, well, I was uh, eight years old at a um, major shopping centre here in Perth, and I walked past a, uh, you know, like a Tandy Electronics it was. It's how old it was. Tandy Electronics. And uh, there it was on a TV screen, International Superstar Soccer, 
fell in love and it's been love ever since. Yep. That well was done. 40 years ago. International superstar soccer. Yeah. International superstar, superstar soccer. What about you? Um, for me, it was the, uh, <laughs> well. I know this story. The ni- what? I know this story. Do you? Yeah. It's the Game Boy. Well, okay, yeah, good. You do know the story. Because what I was going to say was the Nintendo Entertainment System was my first console. Mm. It was the first thing that got me into video games just to play Gradius. Dad brought it home. Um, and vivid memories of him and his mates being around. And they'd do, you die, you pass the controller. Mm. And they'd always put me on the end of the, oh, you know, you'd line up. They'd always the put bastards. me on that. I mean, I was fucking five. Now, the reason being is because they'd all die and then they'd hand me the controller and I'd just keep going. <laughs> Cop that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Brilliant. And then they'd all piss off and go yeah. and do something else. Um, but uh, the the Game Boy was my real love. love. I mean, this is the the, the, the first DMG 001 Game Boy. So remember that day, it was Christmas morning and we've walked outside. My brother's, you know, found a brand new bicycle. I'm like, where's my um, Chrissy present? Mm. Um, and there it was. It was the, um, the Game Boy brand spanking new. Um, in its box with the Tetris and the headphones and batteries. Unreal. And I just have that music in my yeah, head. Yeah, I played yeah, it to yes, death. Yes, And And just the, a, a, a final um, thing on that question, uh, why I love gaming, it's just never stopped. And I feel like we've got something extra, and this is everyone uh, watching, listening, and you and I talking. Mm. I feel like we've got something extra on everyone else who doesn't get it. So my wife, for example, who is not a gamer at all and will never play a game. Like all she's got is TV and Netflix. Or I've got the option of ga- gaming and and socialising, and I love it. Yeah. I bloody love I, it. I caught up with um, a couple of people because there's a lot of people around Perth at the moment who are you know knocking on our door and stuff, going, "Hey, we're interested in this gaming mm. and esports thing. Yeah. What's, what's this yeah. all about? Tell us about this thing." Yes, yes. Um, and you know that's that's great, um, and. Like they sort of see the dollars in it and all that sort of stuff, and I sat with them and I said to them, "You got to understand that that video games at their core are somebody's art. Like that's what they are. They're somebody's 100%. artwork. Hundred and percent. We're just the lucky people who have discovered them. Yeah. And and yep. get to play them yep. and enjoy that yep. artwork. Yep. That you couldn't um, put it any better. It's, it's wonderful. That. Put that on a picture somewhere. Yeah. I think I will. When we finally build our office, that can be a little quote tile. Yeah, it's a great oh, idea. I'm, I'm, not, I'm full of great ideas. We'll be here for another 100 years with that <laughs> office, I'll tell you now. With this, at A3. Um, yeah. Oh, look, it's still going. Except for Viva Pinata. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that can piss off. <laughs> um, Raven Sky also asked... Oh, hang on, I've lost you. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm Just back. watch I'm your back. feet, I'm mate. Back. Sorry, mate. Sorry. That's all right. Raven Sky was also uh, asking um, what game was your first love, uh, but it had to really have that oomph impact which i which oh, I, yeah that's that's cool that's a great question that is a great question okay uh the first oomph factor mm. like, oh, yeah the one that really because I, I can go if you want to think about it I, for me it was legend of zelda ocarina of time i've told you this mm. um because it, it just it was something like i super mario 64 was a game that i saw being played at a mate's house by his dad and that's what made me go oh, i'm gonna get a nintendo 64 that'd be yep. cool and i spent my confirmation money on it um but it Wonderful. was it was Legend of Wise Zelda. Way to spend that money Thank too, you. By the way. It was Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Yeah, that I you could not tear me away from it. And when I was playing that game, I made that decision then and there that I'm going to be a career gamer. Career gamer. You know what I mean? Like, I know exactly but, what but, but not as in you know, I, 
as in make a career out of it. No, no, no. Um, yeah, you don't know that when no, you're no, in year a seven. A lifelong gamer. But a lifelong gamer. Yeah. I'm like, this is me. This is my thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, in 40 years' time, mm. I'll still be gaming, mate. Mine, um, I've, I've got to temper this because I'm an old prick that if I say Dragon's Lair, 99% of people out there go, eh? Mm. But Dragon's Lair is a game. It was an arcade game where the, it um, combined cartoons and cutscene cartoons into the, the actual game. And I it blew my mind yeah. as a cartoon lover to see that you could play it as a game. Like That freaked me out. If I was going to go through eras, it would be Dragon's Lair in the 80s. In the 90s, it was GoldenEye. In the 2000s, it was Perfect Dark Zero. Yep. In the t- in the 2010s, I reckon Titanfall's one that got me. Titanfall's I great. I love yeah. Titanfall. Well, Raven Sky didn't ask for through the years. <laughs> so, thanks, but I'm an old guy. Thanks so... for wasting our time. <laughs> yes. um, no, that's a, a wonderful. Bonus. That's that's wonderful, mate. Those are, those are lovely choices. Thank you. Um, thank you for your questions, our yep. dear Legends Club members. We appreciate it and we love you. Ah, one final thing. What? Big question. <clears throat> have you got one, or I can have. I hijack it? You can hijack it. Mine's uh, can go anytime. Really? Yeah. It's an evergreen. Yeah, it's an evergreen. We okay. talked about it yesterday. We'll do it next week. Okay. Right. Big, 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 question. It's a bloody big. I'm gonna. I am going to make hay while the sun shines on the fact that it's E3, and I know it's a very simple question, but I'm really genuinely interested to hear people's pick. Okay. Of E3. Yeah. What's what's your pick of what's E3? What's your pick of E3? Simple um, question. I like simple it. question. And I look, uh stay away from tech. The you know, we could all pick the the mini fridge. Yeah. So this is a, a game? Game. Give me a game. I like and I I want to hear your pick. And I know okay. we're gonna hear the reason why I'm asking this question is because what I'm really interested in in particular is that I know we're gonna hear a lot of the triple A titles yep. and the big, yep. you know. But I'm actually really interested to see if there's little gems there that we haven't seen. Mm. And I'd love to know more about it. We've only got four sets or two sets of eyes. We can't be across everything. So That's right. So, yep, let us know. Love it. All right. What's your pick of E3? Hit hit us up on socials. Boom. Uh, That's it, Dan. That's it. That's it. Hey, um, before we go, Mm. I know we spoke about this before, but can you put us on a beach? (laughs) Hey, look at that. Beautiful. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, it's just like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ah, Dan, it's been wonderful. It's been wonderful. Thanks to you legends for watching or listening. Um, Appreciate it. Uh, Have a a thank you, Lenovo Legion. um, and Thank you. Thank you. Quantum Energy as well. Thank you. Hello. Uh, We're going to get out of here. Cocktail, please. Have a great weekend in gaming. And as we always say, Dan. Don't forget to save. And apply uh, sun lotion as well. (laughs)